Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on ye old bravs. Hello, everybody. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. Oh, I just broke my chair. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> wow, this is a... This is a vintage 2019 office chair from Ikea that cost me at least 25,000 cents. So, God, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know. That was I'm sorry. $25,000, that chance <laughs> from the 18th century. I'm like, your chair is probably historically racist. Get it out of that. <laughs> a, and B, why do you have idiots sitting on furniture that expensive? Also, did they not have fat people in the 18th century? Like, don't ever have me over there because I'm breaking everything. I'm telling you that right now. I'm inviting a bunch of man-child caveman over, so let's put out the brittle furniture from two <laughs> centuries ago. <laughs> my, my mom, my mom, like, I don't know, I think in like the 90s, 80s or the 90s, she bought a bunch of antique chairs for the dining room. And it was like every time people would come over, someone would lean back and the back of the chair would break. And, <laughs> and it was always like, okay, don't lean back on these chairs. I was like, mom, why did you get antique chairs? I mean, they were eventually replaced. But like, I think memo to everyone, antique chairs um, should not be actually used. <laughs> like right. make a sculpture out of them. <laughs> Put them in the yeah. sides. Yeah, do you remember, like, back in the day? Okay, I'm old. For anybody new, welcome, I'm old. But back in the day when you went to a thrift store or, you know, like an antique store, it was cheap. Like, you got that stuff because it was cheaper, right? Not because it was crazy expensive. And in the past couple decades, it's become really, really expensive to get old stuff. But I remember I would look at that and think, why do I want to sit on that? That's cheap. And how big were people back then? Four feet tall? I mean, Ugh. what the hell? What kind yeah. of growth hormones do we have in our food? Because we do have them. We all know that we have them. But my God, when you look like a, at a theater seat or something that was built in the <laughs> 20s know. and is built for a Smurf, I mean, come on. Oh my God. Or how about like you ever go like... um you ever go to like a tour of like an old castle or like an old mansion? Like, like I remember go, like growing up, I remember going to Newport, Rhode Island and seeing the old mansions there or like just anytime I've gone somewhere where there's like an old castle and you see the rooms and you're like behind a velvet rope and it's like, look how they, and their beds are always like, who, like, like, how, <laughs> like my feet would be dangling off the, off the edge of the beds. So you know, I mean, obviously people come in all different shapes and sizes, but it's just amazing how consistently small furniture was back then. Yes, but we get bigger. People get bigger. Okay, so your chairs cannot be from the 18th century or your <laughs> ideals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's move well, forward, also guys. I mean, in the coming next week for Southern Charm, they actually, <laughs> two of the plot lines are like, should women work? I mean, guys, I know this is called Southern Charm, but are you fucking kidding me with this? It's like, should women have jobs? Of course! Like, welcome to Southern Charm! Well, also, like, um, like 18th century furniture is not, um, has not been designed for Adderall knees. So, like, if you've got Shep there with, like, a power drill of a kneecap, like, going up and down, like, that chair is just going to crumble. Um, amazingly, his was the one that stayed alive. But you know that Craig was probably, like, those knees were going – he was probably doing, like, a jitterbug down there below below the table, you know? And eventually the, the chair is like, I can't support this movement anymore. Well, Craig is also a huge leaner. 
You know, that's how Craig does yeah. those things where he's really insecure. So he he does those things to make him look really confident, like the um, burp, the burp yeah. inside your mouth and then slow blow or the yawn, the fake yawn when he's pretending that he doesn't care what you're saying, even though he's dying inside. And his other tell is the lean, the extreme lean back. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like never really advanced beyond the pictures in his high school textbook of like Grecians reclining on their side with grapes being dangled into their mouth. You know, he's like that feels like a pretty good way to sit on a, <laughs> sit on a sofa during a dinner party. Uh, now you don't lean back for grapes, not just because you don't have the people to give them to you, but you can't even eat a grape without being like, is there growth hormone on this? Did you rinse these? <laughs> what is I this gray film on a... <laughs> lean back. Lean back. <laughs> we have too many growth hormones in our grapes. She said on 18th century chairs now. <laughs> That's not how the world works. Should women have jobs, cars? Okay, so let's get into it. This is um, dueling girls' night and boys' night. Because now it's 2022, and you can't just have boys' night. So now they have boys' night and girls' night, which is, which is nice, I guess. Except yeah. the girls' night, all the girls hate each other. And love is just coming to ruin everybody's life. Before yeah, she- I have to say, by the way, I loved this episode. <laughs> I thought this episode was so funny, and I feel like it really had a lot of the elements that I that I come to Southern Charm for. You know, just sort of like drunkenness, like like uh, needling each other, gossip, all that stuff. You know, I was really happy with this. Episode. I was cracking up. They're having a pretty good season, I would say. I actually the past agree. couple episodes, especially, they've kind of found their form again. I've fully enjoyed this entire season. I know there's some people out there being like, it's boring, but like I've actually been totally into it. And I think there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of interesting dynamics. So I'm like, I'm t- although I also enjoyed last season, a lot of people didn't like last season, but I liked yeah, it. I did so. not like last season, but this season I think is kind but of This season's better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we start at um, Patricia's yearly boys' night, Southern Charm. Oh, sorry, that was my intro for the show. So for the uh, description on the actual podcast, I was like, "Why am I loglining the episode at the we beginning start, of my notes?" We start with someone publishing a podcast <laughs> and uploading a JPEG. <laughs> someone is sharing to Instagram. Only chair murders in the building. <laughs> Only chair. <laughs> Selena Gomez kicking out legs of 18th antique chairs, but not actually opening her mouth when she talks about it. So what? Yeah. There was a chair. Yeah, it's funny because Selena Gomez isn't in any Bravo shows, but she's a lot of my impersonations on Bravo shows. So it's weird. <laughs> she's always kind of here, especially when Paige is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does sort of sound like monotone Paige, because Paige is already pretty monotone, but Selena Gomez is like, she's really, she's really attached to the idea of not giving any emotion when she talks, nor opening her mouth. Um, And I feel like that's, that's very Pagey in a certain way. Yeah. Okay, so previously on Southern Charm. Naomi leading with positivity. Um, yeah. So we first get Olivia and Austin when she's like, you're someone I genuinely care about, like bored as hell. And he's like, I want to date you. This is the same right now. <laughs> I just want to have some goddamn fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Celine Dion. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we open with um, Craig, Craig doing, doing planks. planks. Yeah. Um, and then Leva and her kid, um, he's like, I want a cookie. And she's like, you want milk? A cookie. So milk. Oh, my God. Stop gaslighting your child. He said <laughs> cookie very clearly. What do you want from him? Yeah. Give him a cookie for crying out loud. He's being a good boy. Yeah. So then um, uh, and then we see Marcy and John doing this is their one moment of the episode. They're doing uh, squats together. It's at a, it's like. I don't know if it's for exercise or to get the baby out, but Marcy's like, wow, it would be amazing if I just went into labor right now because I don't know if you realize this, John. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Fucking Marcy. Marcy's in five seconds of this episode, and she still reminds us that she's pregnant. Girl. I know. And then we see um, I'll Whitney. Say, I'll say the same thing to you that I would say to you if I saw Eunice Agarbar. bar. You don't belong here, okay? <laughs> Go out. <laughs> Wait, are you saying if you saw me to a, in a cigar bar or Marcy? No, Marcy, because she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I on. would say, I would say some, I would say to her what I would say to her if I if I saw her in a <laughs> nuclear facility. <laughs> you don't belong here. You're pregnant. <laughs> I, uh, I w- I'm going to say the same thing to her. I would say to her if we were in a field in the 1800s. Oh my God! Don't squat here. I'm trying to work. <laughs> I w- I would say to her the same thing that I would say to her if I saw her at a Oscar Myers quality control taste testing <laughs> forum. <laughs> don't be you're you're you don't belong here. You're pregnant. You can't have cold cuts. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I water them because I'm pregnant. (laughs) I'm pregnant. Okay, so then, and John, her husband, who I think is cheating on her, because, like, he's too enthusiastic. He's like, look, we're doing squats. Oh, tomorrow's a big day. Oh, I can't wait till the baby comes. Oh, the baby wants to do squats. Does the baby want to do squats? I was like, oh, God, go fuck whoever you're fucking, because you're obviously overcompensating, sir. Cheater. I know. Get, a, get an exercise ball, for crying out loud. Why are you doing this to your knees? Um, oh, my God, I that he... exercise ball looks like me. Because I'm pregnant. <laughs> I think that John thinks that he is maybe, like, winning America over more than he actually is. I think that he, yeah. he might actually think – because, I don't know, if, you know, if you're, if you're filming all the time, you don't know what footage is being used. He may think that he's, like, a full-on central cast member. Like, in his mind, there's a full storyline that's happened. Like, he's he's waiting. He's like, well, I know it's late in the season, but I'm pretty sure my story's coming up soon, Marcy. Just wait. He's overcompensating for that episode that he missed putting the crib together. He's like, damn it. I missed that big starring role. (laughs) Well, but that exercise is saying to Marcy the same thing I would say to Marcy at a cafeteria table in high school. Please don't sit here. (laughs) The exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stupid. Okay, so then Whitney is working a gas fireplace, which I don't know why that was important to write down. And then Naomi comes over, I think just in those same brown leather pants, which kind of makes me wonder what's going on over in her house. Didn't she just wear those last week? She was just in the neighborhood, okay? <laughs> so uh, she comes over, and Whitney's like, oh. Monty doesn't even bark anymore. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck is Monty? <laughs> She's like, is that the new butler? Why is your, why is your butler barking? He's like, well, but, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, 
I, I like those leather pants. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Grace Jones made uh, those uh, leather parachute pants <laughs> famous <laughs> in the mid-80s. So she goes, who? Grace Jones. <laughs> She's like, how would I know who that is? I was born in the 90s. <laughs> he's like, uh, 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 uh. <clears throat> I always, I always feel like Naomi's like very smart, but lately she has been just like brazenly and proudly flouting, flouting her, her ignorance <laughs> where she's like, who's Grace Jones. <sighs> and there was like something else where she was, there was, I forgot the word. There was a word at, when they were at the Frank Lloyd Wright home. She was like, what's gate. that word? Oh, gate. She's like, I don't know what gate means. <laughs> Is that something Grace Jones does? <sighs> flaunting her ignorance. I should say, I said flouting. But um, I also, by the way, I you know, there's so many dogs in Patricia's house, and Peaches gets a lot of airtime. But like, I didn't really know about Monty, and I certainly didn't realize that there was one of those puffball dogs named Roy, which cracked me up. Like, I think it's so fun. Sometimes dog names really crack me up. Like, I'm I've already, I think I've already gone on record saying that I'm really amused that she has a dog named Chauncey. But the fact that there's just one named Roy, it's just such like a normal name, like Roy. <laughs> <laughs> this this like. This like fancy, foofy, puffy dog. It's like, who's that? Roy. Let's <laughs> like, oh. Don't okay. forget Randy. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> He's not a dog, but he has puffball dog energy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> He's not a dog, but he still does wear the collar to work. <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's not a dog, but I do enjoy throwing biscuits <laughs> at his head. <laughs> So he has coffee with Whitney, and she's like, so, um, do I want to even know what you were wearing? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. She, she says, goes, I was born in the, in the, in yeah. the 90s. And then and <laughs> yeah. he's like, do I even want to know what year you were born in? He goes, well, uh, uh, I'll give you a hint. Um, if you see any chairs around this house, that is my birth year. <laughs> We've all got fragile legs. Right. <laughs> stands up and like cracks Don't lean on me. <laughs> this is a no lean zone. So they talk about how Patricia gets up at the crack of noon and we see a shot of Patricia <laughs> upstairs putting some kind of laser eye treatment mask thing on her eyes. And I was like, that looks so stupid. Oh my God, what is that thing? I wonder if I can Google image search that device. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, you know, I just naturally assumed it was some sort of like anti-aging thing for the eyes. But it also kind of looked like she was maybe time traveling. Like, <laughs> you're doing <laughs> She <laughs> went back me. to the 1800s. I'm going to need to have some chairs made. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I went back in time and had some chairs put in storage. That way I can unlock the storage <laughs> in 2021 and pull them out. <laughs> like imagine using back to the future technology just for shopping for like really basic <laughs> things <laughs> well unfortunately there was a butterfly <laughs> butterfly effect taylor used to be a very strong woman but oh well <laughs> um so then whitney says that they're gonna have a french dinner for guys and i and he's like why don't you host it and she's like um yeah i don't think that's a really good idea and he's like merci beaucoup baguette why not <laughs> and she's like uh yeah uh craig hates my guts so i don't think yeah. i should go lava told me that he called me psycho and when he's like, oh, well, fuck him then. What's not to like about you, you know? And she goes, there's a lot to not like about me. He goes, well, I haven't seen it. And she's like, wow, Whitney, you're so sweet. 
people don't know that you're so sweet, especially for being a pathetic old man. See, I told you there wasn't a lot to like about me. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go over to Austin's house and his friend Bailey, his old friend Bailey's over. Bailey's back. God, this woman has listened to so much of Austin's bullshit over the years. Jeez. Who is he dating? what, well, didn't she start with Shep? Did she come into the picture with Shep first and then to Austin? I can't really keep track at this point. I feel I like just Bailey. remember her always being Austin's go-to to talk about girls. Madison yeah. College. It's also amazing the number of hairdressers that circle around this cast, by the way. We have three. We're now up to three. I feel like I'm watching like a Back to the Future show because every time a guy comes on the show and they have a hair scene, which is like every episode they show the guys doing their hair, I think, ah, that seems like so long ago that I had hair. I don't even remember what that was like, being like, hey, can we record at a different time? I have to get a haircut. I mean, I started shaving my head in my 20s. Wow. Long ago. Long that is a long I've been time a big, ago. bald person for a very long I've lived more years as Time Daily when she shaved her head as I had have any other phase. <laughs> so really when later when, when, when Austin is talking about how he needs volume in his hair, that's just really, it's just not something you relate to anymore. No. And thank God I have a gigantic round head. Your head looks great. You don't have to worry about things like that when you have a pumpkin head. I mean, my head is round. You know, that's one thing I'll say. I was picked up. Because, you know, when people have flat heads, in the back of their head, they say that's because their parents didn't pick them up when they were younger. And so they were just always in the crib and it flattened their skull. But guess what? We were held. Yeah. I'm sure we had a good cleaning lady back then who would just hold me. I mean, it's really... It's really a touching story. <laughs> Either that or you flung yourself out, like the, the, your head outside the crib and was like, mother! <laughs> we had a, clean, a good cleaning lady who would set me on the countertop and put a colander on my head to dry. You know? Really touching childhood. I'm surprised we haven't gone to that place in our society where parents are like, molding their baby's heads in the shape that they want them to be. And then we don't have like the scope baby heads. We've seen it on Bravo. People get those little helmets. They're like, Oh my God, his head is flat. And they they reshape their head. Dorit had that for her baby. Didn't she have that for Jack? I know that that there's that, but I'm saying I'm surprised that people do that to try to like bring, I don't know why. I I really don't know why, why parents do that. Just Um, like better shapes. I know. No, I know it's, I know it's a medical thing. Like it it could be a skull thing or whatever, but like, I'm just surprised we don't have parents trying to make their kids heads the shape of like stars or moons (laughs) or like hearts. Austin, when he says, I have a peanut head. Yeah. Your parents paid a lot of money to make that peanut head happen. And also, by the way, how dare you sully Mr. Peanut's reputation like that? Okay. I, no, Mr. Peanut. I have eaten his products, and you, sir, are no Mr. Peanut Head. You know what's really crazy? By the way, audience, I apologize because this recap's making no sense, and I know, and I don't really care. But care. Um, what's Friday. crazy is while I was watching this, I was eating Mr. Peanuts. Were you? Yes, I was sitting there eating those low-calorie snacks known as peanuts. So that reminds me, I do have to glaze some. I bought like a huge number of nuts to glaze because <laughs> Ina Garden has a really good. Like, uh, she has like a Chipotle nut recipe, and I bought so many of them. Like, I bought bags and bags two weeks ago, and I still haven't done it. I just have bags of peanuts lying well, you around. See? He just came up with another good use for a time machine. 
<laughs> Hold on one second here, Ronnie. Oh, Sorry. look at me. I'm snacking on my glazed peanuts that I made two weeks ago. Sorry that that butterfly effect caused a nuclear war, but Ben had to go back two weeks and glaze his Ina peanuts. Oh, <laughs> uh, who knows? Butterfly effect? Butterfly effect. I'm using my three hands to eat these peanuts right now because I'm everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, love that movie. Okay, oh so Bailey's there to cut Austin's hair, and he's like, Patricia wants to do like a black tie dinner. I love a chucks. Can I wear this instead of the chucks? Can I wear this with a tie? Uh, I can look sharp, can I? I can look sharp. Who cares? Who cares what you wear? Because you're just going to move your mouth and talk with your mouth wide open and spit all over the place anyway. Okay? Just wear yeah. jogging pants at this point. Yeah, wear some she by Sheree. And honestly, like... For all this talk about a tuxedo, like he shows up not even wearing a not even wearing a tie. So you know what, sir? I don't want to hear it. Mm. So anyway, so Bailey's cutting his hair, and Austin's like, "My hair is one of the things I fuss over. <laughs> not my laundry, <laughs> definitely not my bed, but definitely my hair." And he's like, "I kind of have a peanut head, so uh, you got to keep some volume in here." And then you see like a montage of him playing with his, like adjusting his hair very carefully. And meticulously, like, for days and days on end. Every day. And we watch these shows and sometimes wonder, how does the production staff deal with this show? You know, like, um, really any show on Bravo. It's like, how do they do this every day, day in, day out? But especially this show. I mean, they had shots of him from every single day of the week, just standing in front of the mirror, trying to swoop his hair just right to make it not look like a peanut. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's so funny because, I mean, there are some days when Austin legitimately has excellent hair. Like, it's just like it's styled perfectly. But then there's those other days where he just has that that sad Tucker Carlson hair. And I'm like, how is he, how does it vary so much, right? Like, how does it go from suave to Tucker Carlson in one fell swoop? Yeah, I mean, mine's very consistent. The way it goes is down the drain. <laughs> okay? So, <laughs> fuck you and your hair privilege. All of you out there with hair. <laughs> so uh, Bailey is like very bored and she's like, well, I guess the only way I can be on this show is if I ask you about Olivia. So do you like Olivia? He's like, yeah, I'm happy with her. She's like, what about uh, Shep and Taylor? Okay. And he's like, well, Shep knows he can get away with murder with her. Sort of like me and Sierra, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, you know, Shep, he's just adjusting to being in a relationship. And he's like, oh my God, it's been two years, not six months. I mean, <laughs> Why are you still cutting? You're making me nervous. You're making me nervous. Peanutted. Peanutted. She's like, listen, I'm just taking out a little volume. Oh, my God. You're sorry. I, I got lost in the Shep discussion. Do you have a monocle you could wear to the party? <laughs> Here's a cane. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want volume. I'm like, no kidding. You say goddamn every two seconds. I want the goddamn volume. <laughs> so um yeah so he loves it and he's like yeah you put some volume in this bitch she's like i gotta go i'll see you next season <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a commercial it's time for a crappens commercial so Shep and Taylor are going to lunch with taylor's mom Yikes. and we went to this restaurant did we not oh maybe you weren't there i definitely was there with our friends <laughs> Um, I, you may have gone back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. I definitely remember being at this restaurant. I was like, oh, remember our trip to Charleston? Oh, yeah. I think nice. it was that day you were like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I think I'm just going to go back to the hotel. And I was like, me too. <laughs> and then I went to the rare bit instead and had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember it was like it was like um it was like a late lunch, it was like three thirty, and there was like a weird like 
that late afternoon energy hanging in that place. And I just like, I emerged being like, I'm so tired. Yeah. So that was my Yelp review. Time, the Yelp that's, that's the time in the restaurant where the first shift's leaving, the night shift is coming. Just yeah, feels like the, like air the is world still. is changing. Yeah, the sun's not out yet properly. You're like a little, yeah, you're like a little tired from the walking you just did. And you're like, oh, I just have to get through this lunch now. Yeah. yeah. That's so, this place. Um, Taylor's mom shows up. I think her name's Leslie, but I didn't. Yeah, really it mind. is. Oh, okay. it is Leslie. Leslie, mm-hmm. yeah, Leslie, and she's she's a very Leslie person. If Leslie was played black by Blythe Danner, yes, I thought so too. I was like, this is big Blythe Dan- Danner energy. But like Blythe Danner, as if she never had Gwyneth, like she didn't have a daughter in her life, being like, "Mom, you got to try these creams." You know, it's like Blythe Danner yes. if she had Taylor. <laughs> it's like Blythe Danner if she didn't like feel the need to teach um, self respect. <laughs> Blythe Danner, if Blythe Danner were like. Um, Instead of hanging out with, um, like, Steven Spielberg, she hung out with, like, Sue Ellen and Jane, and they went to Home Goods. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so like, more like a Blythe than the actual Blythe. You know, she's more yeah. Blythe than the actual Blythe. So, they go to lunch, and um, Leslie is just too smiling. She's one of those moms that's like, hi! And her eyes are big and yeah. open and blinking at you, but she also wants you fucking dead because you're emotionally abusing her daughter. But you are a man, and you have a nice smile and a trust fund. So, you know what? Let's talk about this over some deviled eggs and, you know, I'll just say it lightly, like um, abusive people can change overnight. Okay? Okay. Good to see you. (laughs) And Taylor's like, I was definitely a mommy's girl growing up. Um, The biggest lessons my mom instilled in me were Jesus, seatbelt, and sunscreen. Um, but she, it wasn't like nice lessons. It was more like, Jesus, where's your seatbelt? Put on your seatbelt and put on some sunscreen. Jesus. So she instilled Jesus seatbelts and sunscreen. So you're dating a liver-spotted Satanist crash test dummy. I mean, how does that make any sense? What are you, a fucking rebel or what? Wow, I'm sure Baz Luhrmann's not happy with that with sunscreen coming last on that list. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Baz Luhrmann? Did he die? Don't tell me he died. No, he's still alive. <laughs> no, didn't he do that song? I remember always wear sunscreen. So really, actually, I feel like she learned her lessons from Buzz Lerman and her mom. Isn't Buzz Did he do that song? The guy who does the like Elvis movie and the Moulin Rouge movie. Isn't he a director? He is, but he also did that song. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he like produced that song. Or whatever. Always wear sunscreen. Everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Honestly, I never liked the song. I thought it was stupid. And I'm sorry that I've, I have resurrected it for this moment. Because honestly, I will say this too. I think Boz Lerman is a little overrated. Okay? Whoa, and whoa, whoa, in my whoa. in my straight portion of my life, I actually went on a date to see Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. And, um, you know, so I associate uh, uh, that too. Although that was a perfectly nice date. <laughs> But I thought the movie was trash. Honestly, I thought it was trash. Honestly, I and I thought that Moulin Rouge was trash. And I thought that, um, well, after that, I just stopped. I mean, you're not going to get me to watch Elvis, nor are you going to get me to watch Australia, because Boz Lerman's track record to me is trash. There, I will it, be everyone. watching Elvis. Or he's a lovely guy. I think that the guy who plays Elvis is fat ready, so I'm supporting him before he gets fat, because I want to support him while he's fat. Yeah, I support the journey. Um, Boz, oh, I'll one-up you with Boz Lerman. I think Romeo and Juliet in general is bullshit. I hate that whole damn show. <laughs> Oh, you're taking it to Shakespeare. And if I wow. could get Patricia's time machine, I'd go back all the way to, I don't know, 
1982, whenever that was written, and I'd say, this is shit. I don't like it. How could one person kill themselves for the other person, and then the other person kills themselves, and then the other person comes back to life because they didn't kill themselves properly, and cry and not kill themselves? <laughs> you better kill yourself, too. This was a pact. What kind of suicide pact is this? Yeah, they're just like, honestly, I think actually their families are better without them because they are obviously way too dramatic. <laughs> yeah. They're too dramatic no, I agree. and they don't follow through with their packs. So also, that, like, use I call your that cell show phones. Use your cell phones. Be like, hey, I'm going to be leaving in a bit. I'm just going to take this thing. It's going to make me look dead, but I'm not dead. And if you don't have a cell phone, scrolls. like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't there like, like, some nursemaid, you can be like, hey, BG Dubs, can you just like tell uh, Romeo this? Because yes. I don't want him freaking out. But in like, oh, it's the like, nursemaid no. is the one of the main characters. Hello, I, that's the I character she, I'm going to be playing. Well, I think the nursemaid and Friar Tuck could have done a better job in like uh, letting people know what's up. Oh, uh, don't get me started on that bullheaded motherfucker. That motherfucker, Friar Tuck, right? <laughs> Friar, okay. more like Friar, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Fire, you're not Blythe Danner, so you don't belong here. So let's go back to Blythe. <laughs> so Chef is just doing that thing where he's like, hur, 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 at anything that happens. She's like, hi, guys. And she, he's like, hur, hur, I'm just a charming guy. I'm just a charming guy with a, with a trust fund and lots of tweed in my closet. Hey, have you ever heard of the documentary about the Vietnam War? Wow, what depth! <laughs> so Leslie's like, well, I have to tell you, I am splurging this week, okay? I am taking on extra Jesus, okay? Because we've done these girls' trips for 20 years. And let me tell you something. These three gals are like Taylor's extras moms. And then they show pictures of Leslie and her lady friends. <laughs> and I was like, I would have – could we have just had an episode with these ladies just going somewhere? And then Leslie says, oh, we had such a great time at the Windjammer. I was like – I don't know what the Windjammer is, but I really need to know what Leslie was doing there. <laughs> but that sommelier got us in big trouble with the wine. And um, by the way, when the waitress comes over, this is my least favorite Bravo waiter style as well. She comes over to the table and she leans on the table with her elbows and just looks Chef in the eye. She's like, can I get you something? How about you back the fuck off, creep? Okay, we're talking about Jesus and seatbelts right now. Okay. <laughs> Big episode for leading. Huge. Chef's <laughs> like, the tomato with the sand, this tomato soup with a sandwich. Is that like when you dip the sandwich in the soup? Gosh, I'm just such a little boy. And the mom's <laughs> like, you know what? Elbow, elbows on the tainer, uh, elbows on the table, waitress. Um, I'm going to have that even though it has gluten. I'm doing it. I am doing it. And Taylor's like, and my oh, daughter, my, God, you my, might as well just take off your bra at the table. My daughter will also have a bowl of your sunscreen soup. You don't have that? Is that off menu? <laughs> so yeah, she talks about her girls' trip and he's like, How much did the bottles of wine cost at the wine at the wine pairing thing? And she's like, two hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. <laughs> we didn't know until we got the bill. <laughs> I said, Oh my gosh, my baby's been kidnapped and we just ran like hell. <laughs> well, we're all fallible. We're all train wrecks, much like Nixon's foreign policy from 68 to 72, am I right? <laughs> so he tells us, Taylor's parents are a lot of fun. Don't believe me? Let's look at some cell phone footage. Oh my God, look, here I am running on a beach with love handles. I don't know what that <laughs> proved, but it was on my phone, so I donated it. 
<laughs> and then I love this this little wrinkle. It's like, oh, they are cool. They are great parents. But they're also pretty faith-based, and I'm a skeptic, a little cynical. So that's definitely a chasm between me and her family. I'm like, oh, gosh. You know they've had, like, fights over, like, turkey turkey tables where it's like, Jesus wasn't real. Now you take that back, Shepard. You take that back. Um, Shepard, would you lead the prayer tonight at Thanksgiving? Gosh, I really don't know that I would. Shepard, you can do it. God is for everyone. All right. Uh... Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay, God. Hey, the one who smelt it, dealt it. Hey, God, God, please, if you do anything, I'd be really thankful. Could you make Taylor less of a fucking idiot? Cars! Oh, man. (laughs) So Leslie's like, oh, before I forget, I just want to say that one of the best signs of a very healthy relationship, you know, uh, is to show that you can disagree. And, or, I don't know. How you can throw an egg at someone and break it, and you figure out how to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> look at the rage in my smile right now as I look I at you, Shep. I was like, you tell him. You tell him, You know, out of nowhere. Yeah. And Shep, uh, <laughs> while they're getting red for filth in her own way, they're both sipping their drink at the same time through their straws, and Taylor's wearing little pigtails. They're like little kids being told by the mom. And mm. she goes, yeah, because, you know, me, throwing an egg and then it breaking, like, you have to figure out. I had to get over that. And he's like, whoa, I'm sorry for showing my ass a little. I apologize. It's just me, poor, privileged, adorable shepherd. (laughs) Well, as I was telling Colleen and Ellen, being humble and being willing to say you might be right and say I'm sorry, that's where you get 50 years of relationship. Shep's like, 50 years? Oh, God. What a fucking idiot she is. I need to get out of this. Not 50 years. Yeah, learning how to say I'm sorry. I mean, gosh, whatever. He goes, well, I just say the gosh part. And Taylor's like, yeah, because it's really important to push your significant other in the right direction. You're not fucking human resources, okay? You're not there to balance somebody's tires. No. What the fuck, lady? Yeah, and... I mean, even Leslie says that she goes, well, that's what good counselors are for. Well, she because Shep is like, it takes me a while to be contrite sometimes. Sometimes I say things I don't mean. And Leslie's like, that's what good counselors are for. Meaning like, that's the counselor's job. It's not your job, Taylor, by the way. Learn that lesson from your mom. But then Taylor kisses his cheek like, see, I knew mom believed in us. <laughs> Barely. So now we go over to um, Patricia's house for gentlemen dinner night. And there's the chef, Chef Perrigue. And uh, he's like the local uh, French chef in town. <laughs> he's very, very French. And so he's catering the dinner. And so he's like, he's puttering around the kitchen. He's like, oh, I hate gas, gas oven. Oh, ooh, dog, will you help me? Do you want to do escargot? Hey. Um, how is anybody believing in this fucking French chef who doesn't believe in gas? I mean, what do you use? What do you use? Electric? I, I don't know. Your French uh, restaurant run on an electric oven? No, <laughs> it does not. I don't know. Unless you have a wood-burning fucking stove over there. I don't want to hear it from you, sir. You're destroying my trust in you. Yeah, and then Peaches is, like, wandering around in this, like, blazing hot kitchen. And I noticed that Peaches Chiron is no longer Peaches Patricia's dog. It's Peaches Rose, little Craig's <laughs> wife. <laughs> Uh, so she comes in. He's like, Seva! She's like, Seva, Seva. <laughs> and 
He's like, well, we are going to have escargot and grave duck. She's like, are we going to have this duck pink or well done? Uh, what do you think? Could you do mine a little well done? He's like, well done. That will be a first, you tacky, tacky hooker. All right, hold on. Let me put my time machine glasses on and pretend you didn't say that before I break an 18th century chair over your head. Okay, here we are two minutes earlier. Can you make mine a little pinker? Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui, oui. <laughs> Thank God I went back to 1100 AD and changed the standards of cooking duck. Unfortunately, my son now has a tail feather, but that's okay. It was worth it. So, Thankfully, I went back to Jesus times and made sure that electric stoves were never invented. So good luck with the Harry Cover. This has been a big week for my grid of duck on Bravo. This is the second show in a row where that meal has been uh, has been uh, highlighted. And I haven't learned to say it. You know, I'm very my- proud of making it so long in life and not really learning anything. So, yay me! <laughs> <laughs> or have you learned anything? Going back in time to educate him. <laughs> you're, <laughs> like, you're just alone I, on this show because I'm too intelligent to be on a Bravo podcast. You can only speak French, actually. <laughs> you're a French speaker now. Like, uh, oui, le prochain chose que. But y'all like that margarita of duck? God, I love a French accent. <laughs> <laughs> or she just goes back. Okay, Maglet of Duck is too difficult for people. We're just gonna we're gonna rename it Peace. All right, Peace of Duck. Voulez-vous <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peace of Duck? So, so she um, says, I know what I like, and I don't like the taste of red duck. I get what I want, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Peaches, come over here. And, and the chef is like, well, I told her, I told Peaches to be nice, or else I'll put her in the oven. <laughs> Too late, I already went back in time and changed her jeans to be fire resistant. Good luck with that, chefy. <laughs> Good luck getting a Peaches flambe. You'll need it later in this episode. <laughs> so Leva walks to her own girls' night that she's hosting, wearing... Listen, don't trust Leva, okay? It's, it's plainly obvious why at this point. But even if you didn't know any of Leva's antics and shit-stirring, she's wearing a Hamburglar fur, okay? <laughs> don't trust someone who dresses like the Hamburglar on purpose. Now, I like Leva, but um, I'm not on her side on this episode, I have to say. And we'll get to that. So she comes in in her Hamburglar uh, scarf or whatever it is. And um, uh, she immediately asks for a lint brush, which was a weird flex as, like, the owner of the restaurant. Like, it was her way of being like, I'm in charge. I'm going to make you do a menial task for me, like sourcing a lint brush at a bar lounge. So uh, and I like that the guy, because it's also like bossing around an extremely hot model, because that's who yeah. Joe is, who's working for her. I mean, he's a gorge. And she she's like, um, Joe, I need a lint brush. And he goes, oh, I'll go to CVS if I have to. I was like, yes, Leva, flex, flex. Yeah, I like that. Um, so Catherine comes in. She's back to being a redhead. And then, like, uh, Naomi and Vanita and Olivia and Taylor, they come in. And Naomi's sitting right across from Catherine. So Catherine has, like, ultra arm face on because she's uncomfortable, you know. So we're all like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? And it's Catherine, so they can't use a typical boom. They just use an erm. Sound effect. <laughs> Every time Catherine licks at uh, Naomi. 
Yeah. And so they were basically Naomi and Catherine was like staring daggers at each other. And then Lev was like, so Naomi hooked up with Whitney. Did you know this? And Catherine's like, um, I heard something. And Lev was like, yeah, I mean, so you guys are like actually far closer than you think. You guys fucked the same fossil. So perhaps this will bond you in some sort of awkward, weird way, right? Okay, now you guys talk or yell at each other. Oh, my God. You guys are six STDs away from Whitney. Congratulations. (laughs) And Taylor's like, cheers to having never hooked up with Whitney. I mean, I like to fix some things, but I, even I have my limits. <laughs> um, also is Leva being played by Brittany Murphy this week. RIP. <laughs> Love you. Parts. R.I.P. Yeah. But she She's seems in. to have that Brittany and en- uh, Brittany clueless energy. So yes. Catherine's like, well, I think it's a great catch and I don't really know what's going on, but just so you know, like it's not weird. He's just such a genuine, good old person you know <laughs> and it was like thank you for saying that yeah that's right because i went back in time to make everyone love whitney you're welcome son <laughs> sorry even the herpes goes back in time machines it's the one thing we've never been able to explain so i can't erase that part <laughs> so Catherine's like he's a genuinely good guy and naomi's like and he cares about you. <laughs> he really does. And like you and I had like not had like a great conversation at Thanksgiving because I was in my head about Craig and also trying to figure out who the hell Grace Jones was and if I should be mad at her. <laughs> but I'm sorry if I hurt you with all that shit with Caleb and Olivia's. Yeah. And like, why don't we have parachute pants now? It's like planes are crashing more than ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Catherine's like, well, I didn't really know what the motive was with the Caleb thing. She's like, yeah, well, he made it seem like you were the narcissist and you were the victim. And she says, yeah, well, he admittedly, or he adamantly denies saying any of that. And he came to me like, wow, I'm so surprised to see how these girls really are. And I was in complete denial. But then, like, when he turned, I was like, fuck, everyone was right. Like, it is what it is. You know, sorry, I'm a can of worms. She's like, no, no, you can talk. No, actually, like, I've got a worm coming out of my purse. Stay. Stay. (laughs) I call them grape jelly worms. It's really good. I haven't been able to keep a dog alive. This is the only pet that just keeps living. (laughs) Worms. (laughs) <laughs> so Catherine's like I feel like she's being the Naomi I met years ago and she's being real with me and that's what confuses me I feel like damn it I like her why does she have to be a bitch you know <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> so then over at Pat's um, Whit is, Whitney's showing the waitress or the waiter whatever how to do it how to do stuff and he's like okay <laughs> This is the ice, and we have uh, a secret room uh, in the wine cooler, so that's, that's where the wine is. She's like, okay. <laughs> like, she doesn't even bat an eyelash. Okay, just found the secret room. Girl, get out a fucking trash bag and get to putting shit in there. What are you doing? Yeah. Some Patric- Patricia's like, has anyone seen the place cards? Uh, are they from 1631? Just ordered them. <laughs> Whitney, I can't remember what. Did they... Did I- 
Did my antique place cause disintegrate into dust again when you touch them? <laughs> uh, remind me to go back to 1957 and invite Wilma Flintstone. I do regret that she was so upset over not coming to, men, <laughs> to the men's party. <laughs> so Whitney's like, well, mother, I, I did find some old placement from our Placement! <laughs> From one of our dinner parties years ago. And she goes, Whitney, I don't care about whatever anecdote you're about to start up. I found the old ones. Look, they're from Garfield. Each one has a little character. You're normal. No, you're not normal. I think you're Odie. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I can't do this without my glass. Who do you want to sit next to? He's like, <laughs> Adriana Lima. <laughs> Yes, yes, got it in there. Finally got in my Adriana Lima joke. <laughs> wow, well, I'm glad you made a reference to a supermodel from 18 years ago. <laughs> so, Last I heard, she had a fling with Grace Jones. <laughs> I don't trust models that are named after beans. Anyway, <laughs> who's talking to whom these days? And so... uh She's trying to figure out how to set up the table, but she also wants champagne. And so the waitress serves champagne in a champagne flute. And she's like, I prefer champagne in a coupe. Don't you? Like, Why, here I am. I've been waiting for you to call, you lovely queen of a woman. Not you, Cooper. Have him removed from the premises, Randy. How dare you, you wretched Medusa. I shall have my revenge. Die in the heat of a thousand suns, you monster. <laughs> All right, go back to the big lots you were working at. So, so Whitney's like, Mom could be exacting. Mom prefers a coupe. But she's 81. She could do what she wants. So uh, now they're serving more champagne in the coops, and she's and he, Whitney per, Whitney serves the coop with a little paper towel. Wait a minute, these are paper. This butterfly effect has truly come around to bite me because I certainly had cloth cocktail napkins <laughs> before I went back in time to source these coops. Who printed my saying on paper? Have them removed from my life. Because he's trying to please her by serving paper napkins that say, eat, drink, and remarry. Which, by the way, I misquoted that a couple of weeks ago. And I am embarrassed to be alive right now. And I'm going to add another apology to this. Because, hey, everybody, gather. It's apology time. Come on, gather around the fire. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Guys, I, and I'm sure Ben after knows what I'm about to apologize I for. I don't. I'm so excited. Would really like to sincerely apologize to all of the people who love meatballs and that grape jelly shit. Oh, okay? yeah. I don't think we've ever said anything that's had this much response from people and recipes sent to us. And all y'all insisting that these great chili barbecue sauce and ketchup, whatever they are. Meatballs are delicious. I mean, you guys love your meatballs. I respect you. I respect your tastes. And I apologize humbly. I, I'm willing to try it because there's a recipe I like to cook called ketchup chicken, which sounds terrible, and it's actually one of the most divine things ever. So I'm willing to try it, but it's I'm gonna it's I have I have to work through a few other recipes first before I get to I mean I do have my peanuts to glaze. So like it'll go in the queue. Well, I'm thinking of making some quinoa meatballs later and uh, using some, some of this jelly stuff. Because Lord knows wow. I have all those ingredients. All right. Well, let us know how those are. I mean, 
Quinoa meatballs. How is you that? Don't, you don't. You won't. They won't sound good. I promise. They're good, but they won't sound good. They're not. Yeah. Basically, lentils and quinoa. <laughs> okay. And some spices and stuff. Okay. And egg, of course. Um, so the point is, we're ignorant. We apologize. Enjoy your meatballs. We're not up on our grape jelly recipes, our no. grape jelly fusion recipes. We apologize. Yeah. So um, Patricia tells us, many years ago, I hosted many parties in my apartment in New York where I had a French chef and waiters that were trained at Buckingham Palace, RIP. Now I have Whitney. I'll just let that hang there in the air. I'll, let that, I'll give that one a pregnant pause. Damn it. Should not have said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, I can't come to your party. I'm pregnant. <laughs> She's just doing squats out the main window. <laughs> you just see her head popping up in front of the window. <laughs> so there's a knock at the door and it's such a chef knock it's like go bulls yeah it's like we couldn't even see who it was but just based on the knock i immediately knew it was chef doing his like i'm just a i'm a cute boy i'm a cute little boy just knocking on a door so oh, I've got rhythm. I've got music. Who could ask for anything more? By the way, that was really Morse code for Taylor, you fucking idiot. God damn it, stupid. <laughs> Shave and a haircut. You broke my goddamn head. <laughs> I've gone back in time and changed it to 16 bits just to throw off the rhythm of that little bitty. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so she's like, what, nah? What? Nah. <laughs> what? Nah. And Whitney's like, God damn it, waitress, where are you? She's like, I'm, I'm in a room. I don't see the door. It's a secret <laughs> room. I told you. I think I stepped on Roy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Patricia has to open up her own door, which is like the first time we've ever seen this happen. And she's, she's like, well, Shep, how elegant are we tonight? Don't we look good? I'll have a spritzer, and later on you can bring me an old-fashioned. Oh, you're not a waiter. I th- you just dress like one. Yeah, he is wearing a waiter's <laughs> uniform, which is hilarious. So he's like, whoa, I thought maybe I should step up my game. I have to keep Taylor somehow. And by the way, I think this is the point where I have to give humongous special shout out to Patricia's. I think she was wearing a caftan or at least a cape or whatever it was. But the way it was sort of billowing through the hallways as she walked around was so amazing. I was like, oh, like this is why she wears caftans just to have these. She could walk down a hallway and it's like fills with air. and It's just like perfect. I mean, that's all well and good until you have a plate of beans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Adriana Lima Bean. <laughs> so um, Whitney's laughing. He's like, <laughs> we're, we're going for uh, 1950s French tonight, bro. <laughs> Jeff's like, whoa, well, thanks for having me. God, I love the 1950s. Hey, should women work? <gasps> we'll get to that next week. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because I was looking at a bunch of the plus monk cards and I found a bunch of the old ones. It was like the ghost of Christmas past, <laughs> like Cameron. Remember her? And then we see a clip of like Cameron 
like uh, telling Patricia to squeeze lime into her tequila. And then uh, you pick Patric- like the most hideous clip of Cameron too. <laughs> I guess the show hates Cameron now, but damn, like Cameron wasn't really bad. I mean, she did some bad things, but <laughs> they make her look like such an asshole. I kind of loved it. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, and I like the other clip they showed of Thomas Ravenel because Patricia's like, "Remember when Thomas almost beat Whitney up at the table?" And we see Thomas yelling at Whitney for spending his money on his campaign ad. And we see in the flashback, Patricia goes, "There's gonna be some bitch slapping." <laughs> <laughs> so then Craig comes in, and Whitney goes, oh, "What?" Was that? Was that our door? She's like, oh, God, we don't have Michael anymore, Whitney. Make more of an effort. Where's your tuxedo, Craig? Oh, well, I don't have one, which is funny because you would think someone who's in the sewing and garment sort of industry would be able to have a tuxedo, but that's fine. So, the, so then Shep is showing that's off his That's a good point. And also, he can't put a zipper. He can't sew a zipper either. <laughs> yeah. So Shep is... Um, He's showing off his cufflink to Patricia. He goes, look at my cufflink. It's sterling silver and also a fly. Wow, I'm so impressed with your $15 cufflink. Here's my cufflink. It's an actual house. It actually fits on <laughs> So, um, Whitney takes Austin's jacket. He's like, hey, welcome, Austin. And he takes his, he's like, can I take your jacket? So he takes it. And then Austin walks off and Whitney just throws it behind him on the ground. It was like a sitcom moment. He goes, I'll hang this up for you. And he just throws it over his shoulder. I was like, (laughs) cue the audience. Yeah, it worked. I was like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) And then Balky walks in. Yeah. So I love your accent! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so now we go back to Leva's restaurant, and uh, they're just, like, chatting and everything. And uh, Catherine's like, Erm, I met a dating coach, and she was like, oh, my gosh, come to my event. Everyone comes to this address, and then everyone gets a key, and then you have to find a person <laughs> with a lot. <laughs> you find the person that your key unlocks. And then he's like, um, wait. I think you got invited to a swingers party. That's not speed dating. That's a swingers party. Do not go to that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to wear all leather and go to a website called Bedroom Candy. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, so they're all cracking up in Catherine. And then champagne comes. And Taylor's the only one not drinking champagne. And someone's like, well, Taylor, champagne's gluten-free. And she goes, no, it's not. She just drinks her espresso martini. <laughs> yeah. So then Leva's like, well, guys, I feel like since the garden party, we haven't caught up. And like, you know, you know, like Catherine wasn't at all brass and Vanita, you weren't at friend- Friendsgiving. And Vanita's like, nope. And Leva's like, well, you know, there's a reason you weren't at Thanksgiving because Austin was like, is Vanita just a reporter for Madison? And like, you know, the thing is that Vanita, your thing with Madison has affected her friendship. And our trusts. Oh yeah, this. I mean, come this is on. bullshit here. This What's is some bullshit. So she's like, "What?" So okay, Vanita's just been left out again. Okay, and this is what you like. How is this helping? Like, what does this help? So Leva's like, "Well, there was an issue with me and Vanita." Where I mean, Vanita knows, and Vanita's just like, "Oh fuck," you know, because she knows Leva. She's friends with Leva. She knows what's about to happen. So Leva's like, "Yeah, well." 
Vanita's not going to say anything, so, <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is when Madison and I headed out after the dog party. I was like, must have been fascinating, because it wasn't <laughs> in the show. I know. <laughs> so, Leva basically told Madison, it looks like you're not over Austin, and it's like, it's not a good look, and then, of course, and she's like, I was just trying to look out for her, and then, of course, Madison took it as, you're not over Austin, and so then she got mad, and, and Love was like, no, I wasn't saying that you're not over. I'm just saying, like, it's just a bad look. And so then afterwards, Leva texted Vanita to be like, oh, my God, Madison's being ridiculous. And then she actually said she's so dumb. But then what happened was, according to Vanita, Vanita was getting into a car with Madison and they were trying to figure out, like, like music. And so she had her phone out and she gave her phone to Madison to choose the music. And the text came in and it sounds like Vanita does not have her alerts you know, on the vague setting. So Madison saw it and then got mad and then it became a whole thing. And, um, as Leva strangely describes it, it went from a genuine misunderstanding to now it's gaslit into a war, which is not the definition of gaslighting, which is crazy because Leva does gaslight people all the time. So you would think she'd understand that term, but, Leva. Um, Leva is the one, she is the biggest reporter of all of them, to say that that, that Vanita is being a reporter of Madison. Leva is the one who stirred shit up between Catherine and Naomi in the very beginning of the season. Leva is going to everyone, repeating everyone's business. And by the way, I'm totally fine with that, but don't get mad when someone, like, like some stuff leaks about what you do to someone else. Like, now you know how it feels. Right, because when this argument happened, we see the clip uh, at the wedding, at the dog wedding thing, when Madison's like, Austin, I mean, you can't even say hello to me. I'm just asking. Why can't you even say hello? He's like, oh my God, what is that? And gets all mad. And Love is sitting there listening because she's inserting herself into everything. Like, she wouldn't have even had that information had she not inserted herself in the first place. And yeah. I don't necessarily believe Vanita's whole, um, and we're putting on music. And then the text just happened to come up. I'm sure she was like, oh, well, I heard you got into it with Leva. Here's the text mm-hmm. and showed her. Yeah. But that's why wouldn't she? Leva doesn't hold anything in secret to anybody. So I'm yeah. with you. I think Leva's full of shit. And um And she's and I think that like she's also the stuff that she's saying to Vanita is like stuff that anyone could say to Leva, because she's like, I just feel like the trust got affected by everybody and you weren't invited to Friendsgiving because how she's affected your trust with the group. I'm like, that is so condescending. No, okay, because Leva, you have you're the one who's turned so much shit and said stuff. And she's like, I just feel like I'm being really intense on you right now, and I'm not trying to be. And Vanita's like, Got it. Yeah, thanks. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything because this is a free meal, but honestly, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Vanita's like, well, I'm in a weird place because I'm in the middle. Like, I like you. I like Madison. And she goes, yeah, but I never had a problem with Madison in my life until she affected our trust. No, you had a problem with Madison when you got into her business about Austin and then called her dumb afterwards. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. It's This is all you, lady. Yeah. So um, now we go back to Patricia's house and um, – the chef is putting escargot in the oven. He's starting to lose his mind because he's like, he's like, well, you know, they're still not sitting down yet, so I can't see if the dinner yet is just sitting here. The food getting it was very below deck. It was very below deck. Like it's just getting cold. It's getting cold, you know. Yeah, and she's like, well, what about this escargot? And he's like, um. Well, you know, these are not huge. And she goes, yeah, don't worry, everybody. These are small, the small ones, not the large ones. And Austin's like, I like the big ones. <laughs> of course, they're set for a good, solid, that's what she said. <laughs> I think Craig's like, can I have an old-fashioned, please? And Patricia, Patricia says, I like old-fashions. 
They're good, but they're strong. That's what she said. I'm pregnant. That's what I said. <laughs> Did you hear something from the window? <laughs> so Patricia starts ringing the bell. She's like, oh, champagne, champagne, champagne. And um, she's saying she's so drunk she's going to lie down on the floor. Because she hasn't told the chef they're ready, and the chef hasn't told her that they're ready. <laughs> they're both waiting for each other. Right, so, so they're both getting annoyed with each other. Yeah, so everyone's still drinking, and uh, the chef is just so annoyed. Then all of a sudden we hear one of our favorite sounds on the show. Craig! Oh, Craig! And we look, and it's <laughs> just like this big red wine stain right by Craig's thigh. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig, yeah, Craig's just like sitting there holding his glass and it's just spilling out of his glass and he's not even yeah. moving, you know. Craig! And she's like, Craig, do you know how much that sofa costs? $45,000. Well, 16 in 1820, but. <laughs> I had to go back in time and adjust some people's perspectives from the Christie's organization. So. <laughs> Well, it's just one day it's going down south. I'm sure he can take it. And Austin's like, oh, Craig, you don't rub it. You don't rub the thing, Craig. You dab it. Oh, Craig, it's insane right now. I thought you were Martha Stewart. And she's like, all right, let me find some club soda. And Shep's like, oh, you even got droplets on the rug. And there's droplets. It's like everywhere. It's fucking Craig. And it's he's like, like the set of Dexter in there. And Shep's like, that's another $100,000. And he's like, well, then quit giving me these dumb fucking cups. Look at this. I mean, what, is, what kind of cup is it? Like, it's a cup of like, what does it even do? <laughs> it's literally not a cup, first and foremost. Second of all, it's like a very standard wine glass. And he's like, no, because like if it were like a curved wine glass, like with like normal people, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's curved or not. You shouldn't be holding your glass in a way that it would just freely fall out. Like, how is he normal? How is he holding his normal curved wine glasses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so they start getting it clean, and Craig's like, wow, I can't believe I'm like the first person to ever mess up a white couch. And she goes, oh no, Catherine had a spray tan the size of her thighs, and it took about an hour and a half to get it off. <laughs> but we got it off, just had to zap Randy a few times on the collar to get him to work harder, and voila. <laughs> Randy's just in the corner with like splotchy, you know, brown spots on his face and frazzled hair that's on fire. <laughs> Craig is like, <laughs> Craig, I think Craig, someone says something like, oh, Catherine did that on purpose. And no, uh, no, Craig oh. sits on Whitney's lap kind of drunk. Oh, oh has, that's right. He's like, I didn't do it on purpose. He goes, I know Craig. I, I know Craig. And Austin's like, Craig, Craig, you're what the French would call Les Infantantes Stupido. <laughs> Les Incompetent. God damn it. <laughs> and I, I want to point out that when Craig sidles up to Whitney to say it wasn't on purpose, he's also leaning. Because he's like leaning. Like Part of the reason why the wine fell out is because he's like leaning over on his elbow on this sofa with the wine. I mean, <laughs> it's just so, so ridiculous. This is the like, worst thing I've ever done drunk. <laughs> Well, aside from maiming myself by trying to stab a hole through my wall with a butter knife. <laughs> so he's like, I'm sorry, Miss Pat. It's inexcusable, but I will take care of it tomorrow. I promise that. She's like, well, good enough for me, even though I know you won't take care of it. But I at least it made you feel bad. 
And she tells us, My mother always said you are the company you keep. So it looks like I'm a B-list fuckboy now. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So now they um, they all, like, finally get to the table. And um, Patricia's like, Now, everyone, don't lean back in these chairs, please. They're 18th century. I haven't gotten them re-glued yet. This is what I call my version of the squid games. Who can sit at the table longest in rickety chairs? <laughs> so the escargot served. And um, the chef's like, I don't know who the guy is that got the idea to eat the snail, but I'm sure he was very hungry. Ha, 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 ha. Gosh. I want to make a toast to Miss Pat. You've kept the doors open to us through the tough times, the interesting times, the broken egg times, and the bad times and the good times. And we appreciate that. Gosh, gosh. Oh. And uh, Craig's like, oh, fuck. And Austin goes, Craig, you said a bad word. And he's like, uh, so I just broke the chair I'm sitting in. She's like, <laughs> I paid $25,000 for those chairs, Craig. Craig. That goddamn chair is about to collapse on you. It's insane right now. Mm. And, Craig, your zipper is all the way down, Craig Gorsh. He's like, <laughs> but it's broken. But then why would you wear pants where the zipper doesn't work? It happened in the car. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> what happened in the car? Why this is why just- Uber drivers started putting cameras in that shit. What? Why did you unzip yourself in the car? <laughs> So um, uh, then the duck arrives, and Austin's like, so, Miss Pat, what do you think about Whitney and this insane relationship he has with Naomi? Well, I suppose I'm pleased, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, Whitney has women coming and going, and I try not to pass to him, but at the same time, when he said he saw the place mall from Christmas past, he wasn't kidding. Christmas past was actually just here. <laughs> Let's have a run on the bank. It's almost time to go. <laughs> so Austin's like, he's like, well, we all think that Whitney has a goddamn taste for everything French these days. I personally am more into French Canadian like goddamn Celine Dion. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, no one here is involved in any cocaine scandals in office, so we're going to have to go backwards as far as the drama goes, but does anybody have a serious relationship that looks like they're going to end in marriage? And Craig's like, um, well, um, like, I would be very disappointed if my relationship didn't (gasps) end in marriage. (laughs) And Shep is like, Gosh, I think about it every day with some trepidation and fear sometimes, much like many people going off to the Vietnam War. Patricia's <laughs> How like, thinking about marriage has really caused a chasm in my brain. How gosh? <laughs> she goes, well, there's probably some obstacles. Yeah, me. So then we go back to the girls. <laughs> and now time for some sadness. So Naomi's like, so, um, God, there's someone being so loud over there. It's like Shep is here. Like, so he's just talking so loud. How embarrassing. Oh, sorry, Taylor. I didn't realize you were right here listening to this. <laughs> and Livy goes, is it going like Taylor? God, I hear that voice <laughs> at night still. <laughs> Taylor! 
So they start talking about Aldrath, and Taylor's like, you know, I don't really care about being called an effing idiot because I know he doesn't mean it. <laughs> Benito's like, um, hold on, pause. Chef called you an effing idiot. <laughs> Yeah. Hold on, I got a text. It's from Madison. Chef called you a fucking idiot. Damn, Vanita, how are you so fast? <laughs> so Catherine's like, um, excuse me. And she goes, it was fine. It was fine. And Vanita's like, you can't let him talk to you that way. Yeah, but he never puts me down in any kind of way. But once in a blue moon, something happens, and then everyone just focuses on that. Like, he's like a villain or something, just because sometimes he acts like that. It's like, yeah, I mean, listen, Gargamel was Gargamel. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, the villain's like the villain. once in a blue moon, okay. Gargamel yeah. would go after the Smurfs, okay? Doesn't mean, like, he's... Like, it's like, you have to, like, look into that, okay? He's got a crazy-ass cat, Asriel. And he loves stomping on dams. Protect your mushroom home. That's all I'm saying. So Catherine's yeah. like, yeah, but it's still not right for him to yell at you like that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sitting there petting her worm at the end of the table. And I was like, there is no excuse for that. And if I saw a lot of that, I would say run for the hills. But since I've only actually seen it once, I'm just going to say in diary room, like, mm, I don't know. Shit kind of keeps me on the show. So <laughs> anybody else have an opinion? And Taylor's like, dang it. I just have the biggest heart for him. For some reason, God has pulled on my heart right over to Shep. Oh, my God. No, God, God wants you issues. to be in a shitty relationship. No, he doesn't. Stop attributing terrible shit to God. That's horrible. Yeah. God wants it. No, he doesn't. Okay? He does not. It's because it's, it's easier to say that God wants it than to look at yourself and realize that there's something in you that's, like, driving you to, to be in a relationship that's bad for you. And, like, that's a hard realization. And so Naomi's like, um, like, oh, my God. Like, he is a... Oh, Lucky man to have her. Like, she's an angel. Turns out God is looking out for Shep. <laughs> so Taylor's like, my cup is filled from God. It is overflowing with the juice of a very self-loathing fruit. And it's able to give me love and acceptance to Shep. And he really, really is working on things. Oh, my God. Your cup is overflowed from God? Well, your fucking Trader Joe's bag is overflowed from the makeup that Shep shoves in there because he doesn't want it seen in his bathroom while he cheats on you. Okay? God does not want this for you. Run, girl! Run! Yeah. I mean, so here's a moment where Leva, I think, redeems herself a little bit because she's basically like, well, you know, every relationship has work. And like, Jeff, what are the concessions that you're going to make? Because remembering those concessions, the energy that you're putting into Shep is energy that you lose on yourself and you're breaking yourself like an egg. Yes. To fix another person. Yeah, and Taylor's like, well, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, but heck, we're here to do it. You know, people see Shep as a hard-headed guy, but I want to prove him wrong. My cup overfloweth. Listen, when you have to use Bible quotes to, like, justify your boyfriend's behavior, that's some Old Testament shit. I don't want to hear this anymore out of you. Yeah, I need Taylor's heart to overflow for herself. How about that? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, like when you can't teach an old dog new tricks, there also comes a point, unfortunately, where you also have to euthanize the dog. So let's think about that. <laughs> so, My dog wouldn't fetch, so I euthanized it. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, if, if we're talking, you know, like, you know what, at a certain point, things have to be done. 
So, uh, so now we go back to Patricia's house and <laughs> Craig is like, <laughs> uh, so Craig I can is just like, try imagine you trying to get through one of those tests they give you when you're adopting an animal. Like, what do you do when the animal is eating your clothes? Euthanize it. What do you do when the animal <laughs> goes to the bathroom in the house? Euthanize. Okay, sir, you've got to stop saying euthanize it. What do you do when your dog needs to go out? Kill it. How about with the a shot? How about, how about I revise the metaphor? You know what? You don't teach old dogs new tricks. You let them sit in the corner and they just they just sit there and they enjoy themselves. And you do your thing. Okay. Part of the perks of having an old dog, I feel like, is that you can actually kind of like go out of the house and do things because they're not going to be running around tearing up the place. They just. They do their thing. Well, if you're not going to have the patience to teach an old dog new tricks, don't get an old dog. Get a young dog, okay? Train yeah. that fucker. That's what I say. Yeah, teach a new a new dog new tricks, or get yeah. a dog that already knows the tricks. <laughs> get a trained dog. Okay. Get a dog. Get a dog that's potty trained and can shake hands, and like you're good to go. Yes. Your then your cup will be overflowing. Okay. <laughs> Now, and eventually you, have a dog you will have to eat When you have a dog, <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> when you have a dog that pees outside every day and plays fetch, okay, that is when your cup runneth over. Okay, that's when that's what God is telling you deserve. Get your dog from Lisa Vanderpump, not from Kyle Richards. Okay, <laughs> that's the that's the real lesson. Get yourself a Jiggy. You could just be there and be cute and doesn't require a, like a lot of oversight. You know, you can dress it up nicely. But don't get, like, yourself a Storm or a Bambi who's just going to, like, eat chicken off of someone else's plate. <laughs> For Christ's sake, don't get a Lucy Lucy apple juice, okay? You're going to have to fucking tell your friend to take it to Orange County so no one knows what you did with it. Yeah, for crying out loud. You know, you know what you should do? Get yourself a dog from Dolores. Just a dog. From Dolores Catania. Just go <laughs> from the kitchen to the living room to the dining room back to the kitchen. <laughs> dog. So Craig is like, they're back, back at Patricia's. Craig is like, Taylor loves you to death, Shep. And Austin, and we don't even know why. I'm like, well, we also don't know why Austin get any of the ass that you get. So let's be careful. They're throwing stones in Patricia's yeah. house. Sure we know why. Cameras. That's like literally and the height, only thing he apparently. has going for him. Oh, and height. Yes, and height. Yeah. Um, so Craig's like, yeah, like if. I ever cheated on a disrespected page. I know that we would not be dating anymore. And I mean, like, Taylor's always going to forgive you, Shep. And Shep's like, Kershaw! Well, the lack of consequences, does that make it harder to keep a straight line? Like, is it harder to, like, walk lines with, like, lines... Consequences, lines of consequence. Stop saying lines, Craig. You've already spilled. You spilled enough. Craig, stop thinking about the things you want to do after this. <laughs> so, so Whitney's like, oh, well, uh, did you, uh, Shep? Did you? I mean, did you make up your indiscretions? Because I don't have any indiscretions. I have inefficiencies. Um, okay. So what is your like fuse not changed? What are you talking about? <laughs> Did you take a wrong turn on the way to your hookup? <laughs> <laughs> and Whitney's like, <laughs> you have no morals. That's what you got. And then we hear bloop, and it's Vanita. <laughs> <laughs> 
he knows from Benita. It's like, yeah. Craig, have you seen what's in the bogs? And Patricia's like, uh, Patri- uh, if you get married, you have to ostensibly be faithful to the same woman your entire life. Don't forget that. <laughs> like, hey, you're really only. helping, Patricia. Thanks. Shep's only going to date octogenarians from now on. Well, I was totally faithful, but she died. So then, um, so then Craig like goes to be excused. So he he goes to the kitchen, and Austin knows something's up. So he's like, "Uh, does anyone mind if I uh, grab Chauncey?" <laughs> it's like, "Uh, okay." And then Whitney <laughs> breaks his chair. Oh no, not another one! The, the laser glasses go on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll fix that one second. I'm just going to bring some nails with me to the past. <laughs> so, in the kitchen, Craig is like, So, dude, shit's like being blasted on the internet, like, over all of the gossip blogs. Yeah, there's a headline that says, the headline says, I thought Shep had a girlfriend, but, like, why is he active on Raya and in Bermuda? Yeah. Or at least that's what Greg says. I don't know. Is that the headline? It seems very casual for a headline. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Dumois. It was a oh. um, it was like a blind from Dumois. And so Craig is saying, uh, yeah, he's got an active profile and he just hit the internet. And Austin's like, God, the stupidity on this shit astounds me, astounds me right now. Yeah, these gossip websites. Taylor reads them. So she's going to see it. And Austin's like, well, we should go bring it up to him because it'll be hilarious how defensive he gets. <laughs> well, Whitney, get Craig and Austin back in here. They're having a talk in there. And Whitney's like, <laughs> they're talking about your stupid girlfriends. <laughs> and we need Flambe. Someone ready, Peaches. <laughs> okay, time to sacrifice Peaches and Chauncey to the Flambe gods. <laughs> <laughs> I tried teaching Peaches to bring me the remote control and she failed. Dracaris, bitch. <laughs> Does anyone know where Randy is? I, I, I thought it'd be fun if we had him stick his hand in the flambe. <laughs> so he comes out. He's like, oh, flambe, 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 le poisson, le poisson, how I love to flambe. And um, Peaches is on like a little pot and they light it and Peaches does not start on fire. Time machine. <laughs> time machine. Wow, how awkward that you couldn't get that flambe going. Am I right? Okay, <laughs> go to the back. I'm shit-faced. <laughs> so finally, they get a guy to flambe it right, or flambe it right, but um, then he blows it out with his, you know, air. It's like COVID time. I was like, enjoy your monkeypox, everybody. So then... Uh, <laughs> your flambe-born monkeypox. <laughs> well, everyone, the good news is you got delicious, delicious flambe. The bad news is you got monkeypox. <laughs> is that from the Macron? Uh, no, and... <laughs> It's not called a Macron. That's the president of France. (laughs) That was so funny. Craig's like, do you like Macrons? And she's like, I like them because they're pretty. And Chuck goes, Macrons are Macron. Well, because, well, he called them, I think that, like, um, Craig called them Macrons. And then Shep was like, Macrons are Macaroons. But I believe, 
I was waiting for someone to say aren't. Isn't it macaron? Isn't it it's sort of macaron. like a Yeah, that's macaron. what she said. Like, right. That's what she said. Macron's the president of France. <laughs> so then they come do the flambe properly, of course. Uh, enjoy your caramel oozing COVID. And then Whitney's like, I'm going to I'm gonna do a, a toast with a deck. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud, we might as well get one of those dumb girls on Real Girlfriends in Paris for this part, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Could you please pass to Carla Bruni's? No, Craig, that's all. That's the. She's a former first lady of France, Craig. You got to get with it. So, um, Craig. So Whitney basically tells him all to leave. He's like, evening concluded. So Craig's like, well, we're going to talk to Chef on the beds over a minute. Um, yeah. Which I thought was funny. Like, we're not leaving. We're going to use this as a set piece for a little while longer. Thanks, so drunkies. So they take him out there. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to tell you this, Shep. Like, <laughs> lean. Hold on. Let me lean back extremely. Well, I thought... <laughs> Someone just posted Uriah profile on the internet, and, like, Uriah location registers where the last time you downloaded Uriah was. So, like, it's getting blasted, like, on Raya, like, everywhere, saying when you were in Bermuda on Raya, you downloaded Raya, and you're a bad guy because of Raya. <laughs> so we're just going to tell you this before, t- before Taylor, like, yells at you. And she's like, well, Taylor and I were in a bad place when I was in Bermuda because two years ago, I wouldn't say I was single, but I was in turmoil with my girlfriend. And I said, I need some time to figure out what I want. So I flew to Bermuda the next day and tried to get ass all over that island, <laughs> which is what you do when you don't know how much you like your girlfriend. And she said, well, I hope you come to the conclusion you want to be with me okay taylor so did god tell you to put up with this bullshit of some guy leaving to fuck other people for a few days while he leaves you crying at home come on and they're like when did this happen and it's like well um well this is right after taylor found the text of um me with that that girl so so craig says exactly what i was thinking like so you were in trouble for stepping out so you stepped out some more <laughs> it's like it does not make sense at all this logic yeah a guy who's like well we were having problems so then that's why i went and fucked around well guess what if you're gonna be with me you're gonna have a lot of problems and if you're gonna fuck around every time we have a problem get the fuck out of my house okay part of being with yeah. me is having problems but also it's like yeah we were having problems like problems that you caused yes you, yes. you, you showed did some like something like you know like you sent a tech that you shouldn't have sent and like that just because you're having problems does not mean then you just go and like start like flirting with other girls as retaliation like it's it was so fucked up and unfortunately like I feel so bad for people who have to deal with this because before I even started watching this I had some friends over last night so before I even watched Southern Charm I was asking my friend, oh, how's your, you know, like, how's your sister's boyfriend? It's like, oh, yeah, good, except for they got into a fight one night. And so then he went onto a dating app, started talking to girls. It's like, damn. And then this happened on Southern Charm, like, two hours later. It's like, that sucks. Like, this probably happens all the time. Yes, I think so. And so Craig, uh, Craig's like, well, but for her, you, like, need to, like, go to your settings and say, hide my Raya profile. And he goes, well, I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, but now people think they have a chance with you. But I'm not active on it. Can you admit that, Craig? Can you admit that I'm not active on Raya? Can you admit that? Why are you making it sound like he's coming at you 
accusing you of things. It's on the fucking internet with the screenshot, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you some somewhere else that Shep's not active. Monster.com. So Craig is like <laughs> Is that still a thing? LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> LinkedIn. Maybe LinkedIn is a better reference. Maybe he may, he's on Monster Raya. So like <laughs> he would be. That would be they do need to come out with a Monster Raya. Like just for the monstrous monsters. influencers who need to fuck around. <laughs> So Craig's like, delete your fucking profile. Goes, I'll work on that tomorrow. I mean, like, the fact that Shep is not willing to do the bare necessity, like, it should be a no-brainer. And it should be, like, not even an issue. It just shows that he's holding on to something on there. Like, some chat, some conversation, something. Like, that's... I think it's, like, such a red flag that he is so resistant to deleting Raya. Yeah, he's out there trying to get some influencer ass, you know? And so he's like, well, I didn't do anything. Turns out there's nobody in Bermuda, dot, 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 that would fuck you, sir. Yeah. So then Austin's (laughs) like, "Um, I mean, I get it, but, like, I can only have his back so much before I have to, like, look out for Taylor, too. You know what I'm saying? She's like my little sister. She's like my little sister. And um, then we see. He's doing the whole, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Taylor get walked all over, says Austin, the other major walker over of women on this show. Uh, yeah. So, and Shep is just like scratching it. He's like, he has a finger in his ear. He's just like uh, digging for earwax. Uh, like he's so like nervous and caught. And he's like, I understand. Squeak, squeak, squeak. What happened? But I appreciate your concern. Everything is fine. And don't take my rapidly shaking knee or my finger lodge all the way up my ear canal to show indicate any signs of guilt. Conscience is clear. Conscience is clear. And then we see the scenes from next week, which are the, like, I don't want Taylor to work. And Craig being like, Paige, can't you just come with me on this trip? And I work, Craig. And uh, Austin crying with Taylor. Why is Austin crying? Like, does he really like Taylor that much? It's like, you can't live with this, Taylor. You can't live like this. I don't understand the motivations of the people on this show but i'm just here to enjoy them i cannot at this point i can no longer try to parse them out oh my gosh uh, well everybody thank you so much for joining us today for the southern chambre um uh, we will be back next week as usual winter is crapping is the game of thrones podcast so go subscribe to that we'll do that monday uh monday night is take a seat our live show on spotify live i'm gonna be just talking to you guys this week ben is going to be at the emmy awards but that's going to be super fun 7 p.m pacific time on spotify live and catch all of our other recaps there's like a zillion of them at the moment so go listen we sure love you guys have a great weekend out there bye everyone watch what crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors ain't no thing like allison king ashley savoni she don't take no baloney dana c dana do She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches. 
Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork, it's Jennifer Corcoran. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. She's the Queen Bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. 